recording. Recording. Okay, we're 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 on. We're, we're off to the races. I wonder if there is another podcast out there that always begins with "I'm recording, <laughs> I'm recording." All of us chirping <laughs> in to let us know. They all do. You could, don't you, you know? Could, they all. Do. You could just cut that out, but I think no, it's no, 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 no. It's become the signature of our show now. Like it has yeah. to stay in. <laughs> I think. I think even even if we all recorded it at some point in the same setting and it was mm-hmm. just one audio file, we would still all have to say before everyone starts speaking. We need to say, "I'm recording." I'm recording. That's, that's the rule. And when we have guests, they also have to let us know they're recording, even if they're recording yeah. with someone. Everyone has to. That's the introduction. Is the we thing. don't include their audio until they say, "I'm recording." I'm recording. <laughs> that's that's how Cody knows when to put the audio in. Yeah, right. The editing is that's his cue. He doesn't he's a he that's, does, he, that's his yeah. yeah. We got to make it easy for Cody. He's like one of those he's like one of those like email services where like you have to like put in the exact subject line they give you like if the it yep. won't even like recognize it if you don't put that in there. That's how his yes. his brain works. Yeah. But hey, I mean Cody's a good producer though. He's you know, hasn't let us down um this far. Um but yeah. So hey guys, how are we doing? Chilling, man. Cool. Good, man. We, How are you? We doing? just like uh, we should have we should have been recording what what the the preliminary discussions would have been good audio. Would have been good audio. Um, because yeah, would have been good audio. But you know what, dude? This is this is the chance for us to come up with some new good audio and for us to really um, hash out um, what are some some pretty good films I think that we got um going on tonight max what what films are we talking about tonight are, are we do you, do you want to just skirt past the 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 discussions do we, uh, uh what was the discussion do we want to want to wade into the, the 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 drama that's why we started the show right to isn't to, it to, to wade or to drama well i mean the, it was about the contentious relationship you know oh of was, you and that, i that was the initial concept, okay i am right? sorry you i know? misunderstood your succession for whatever <laughs> you were telling me about that podcast okay but you know what i called you out in the group chat and i was correct and you were wrong okay so you know what you're correct yeah you're correct were, I'll, I'll, there... i i misunderstood i i misremembered what we agreed upon for the order of the episodes uh we were going to uh, or order of the films that we we're going to tackle this episode uh, no no not the order the guaranteeing of not necessarily the order we said that we were both going to try to well, make it well ordering one for i'm sure. saying order okay i'm just like shut up i'm saying ordering in terms of priority just like priority that's all i mean by that that's all i mean and 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 the thing that this sin is being weighed against is that i entirely on my own recorded and edited a podcast and scheduled it and got the guests and did it and it it's not good but i i did it and uh-huh. i i sent it oh, i thank thank you i sent it to to ben and explained to him in the email that it was edited and all it needed was intro music and i said it in a group text and it's it's still gone we don't know where it is. No one's seen it. It's gone. It's it's it's, it's like it's lost like tears and rain. All right. Well, I mean, it's here. I see it right here. So. Okay. Uh, okay. So he found it. He found it. It's here. And 
I, I mean, what I mean, what's the most succession season? What's two the most you want? Like, what do you want like me to do? A month here? and a half what you, ago. What do you want me to do? Okay. Um, it's not. What do I forward this to Cody? You could have sent it to Cody yourself. Okay, it's not always my responsibility. You, I don't have to always Cody's to be the vis a vis between you and Cody. I I don't have I don't have his email address. You've never I, given me his email address. Okay, you, don't you let have him on Twitter. On you have him on Twitter. Oh, you can't you just DM Cody in. on Twitter. You. I I do. Hey follow Cody, Twitter. it's Max from the podcast that you produce. Oh hey, can you send me your email? I got something I want to send you. That's sure, not Max. What, I would love to do okay, that. Okay, okay. The DMs for us are sacred. We share memes <laughs> and bits. Okay, it's not business on there. All right. That's true. Very good point. It's not okay. You're 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 asking me to. I'll mediate this debate. This is th- <laughs> thank you, thank you, Keys. This, you, this is I'm like I'm like Jesus in the temple right now. You know, like like uh-huh. throwing over the like destroying the stalls. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're bringing mm-hmm. in commerce into my sacred space. How would you How would you propose then that anyone would get Cody's email if the deems are sacred and um, I don't have his phone number, which I don't. That's a true fact. I don't have Cody's phone number. How would I? I don't think I have Cody's phone number. I might. I think I. I might. I don't know. How I would I, I have? Got, how would I get Cody's email? See, hmm? Keys. Do you Keys? have Cody's phone number? Yeah, I have Cody's. Do phone you have his email? No. Oh. Have- okay. Well. Well. I mean, I could. I could have talked to Keys. Keys and I have been texting about uh, Neon Ge- Genesis Evangelion and other things. Yeah. That's that pod is. That yeah, pod's coming. It's on the docket. I'll pod, so Neon is that, Genesis it's, is Evangelion that a TV pod show? We might have to docket. do multiple pods. Um, yeah, we might have to do yeah I'll, pods. I'll do a side series with you, honestly, Keys, if you want to do that. I could do a rewatch. Yeah, yeah um, but anyway, I've been I've been in contact with Keys, so if I needed to get in touch with Cody, which, you know what, you're right, I should have done that. I'll I'll admit that. I'll own up to that as a, as a responsible yep. co-host. Yep. Yep. As a responsible co-host. Okay, yep. Ben? And, uh, and, 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 and I would talk to keys and I would get the, the email address from keys. And then I would talk to Cody about the matter. Thank you. And, and Max, I did initially volunteer to be the liaison between Cody. So I could have done a better job of liaisoning between you and Cody, so that is also I'm um, being responsible. Look how mature everybody. Co-host. Uh, this is this this uh, this is this is awesome This is political doublespeak to me. I, I don't I don't understand any of this. <laughs> this is, you sound like you sound like Kamala Harris or, or something. Like like I just this is total gibberish. I'm being responsible. I'm owning up for my mistakes. All oh, right. Well, anyway, guest. anyway, we've hashed it out. I feel I feel. They, I, uh, Keys, do you feel like we've mediated this matter? Do you feel vindicated, yeah. Max? I, I personally feel vindicated. I, okay. I, 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 uh, you know, I love you a little less, you know. Okay. But uh, that's just that's just what happens, you know. Yeah. When uh, yeah. when when you get hurt. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's fine. That's fine. Well- yeah, love is a score, and if you're not keeping score, how are you ever going to know where someone stands? You know. Yeah, love's a finite resource. You know, yep. you really yep. only have so much to give in your life, and and then exactly. eventually it runs out. You know, and that's just uh, that's okay. There's a lot of yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well. So that was that was some of the pre. Is there a lot of love in the movies we watch? Uh, Def- yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, the first movie that I think we should talk about, uh, is a film about 
uh, two bros. Okay, that's the one you want to start with. We lost you, Ben. I said that's that's the one that you want to that's the one you want to start with. Can we start with that one? I think that's, we should start. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm down for either. I want to. I want to be curious though because we picked two movies. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys come across with like a favorite of the two or or anything like that? Like, Absolutely, did, this uh, one, the first one, uh, for me that you want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So may, so I don't know. Maybe we should save it for the end. We should, I'm fine with that too. I did because I'm gonna be straight up. I think that's my favorite of the two as well. That's why okay. I was like, "Yeah, let's talk about the other one." First. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, uh, well, we'll, we'll just leave it hanging then, right? We should. Yep. We should. Well, no, we'll make it the the title of the episode. But De- dedicated casters can that who don't read who don't read the title can can hop on their IMDb and try to figure out what we're talking about. Maybe you should put in like thirty ellipses and like make it make it like really far down in the in the text, you know? Uh, yeah, I'll just it'll be a good. T- we'll figure it. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll get to the title. Okay. Um, so the first film that we're talking about though is William Friedkin's To Live and Die in L.A. To live and die in L.A. Bom, 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 bom. Pretty uh, pretty good like film. The soundtrack? Yeah, movie? good soundtrack. Amazing. That was pretty sick. I need I need more soundtracks like this in my life. <laughs> yeah, dude. Wang Chung killing it. I also we, need this color of orange to appear in a bunch more movies because this is a great orange that's that's in this movie everywhere that I love. Yeah, Friedkin, that's kind of I, I mean I, that was kind of a trend for like the early 2010s for a while. There are a lot of movies coming out looking like that. So I think Friedkin's kind of ahead of the curve with that. Yeah, I I think I think he's pretty ahead of the curve with a lot of things in this movie. Yeah, for yeah. eight eighty five, is mm-hmm. that yeah. yeah yeah that's crazy. It that's it wild, feels like dude. an eighty five film for sure. I mean I probably well yeah that, but al- looking at it. but also but also like we're talking about S Craig Zoller a lot lately. Yup. Like this movie feels like a brute film. Well, this movie this movie feels like like his style kind of in on like cocaine though. yeah well yeah well well i mean yeah yeah it's totally it's totally william friedkin like 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 i was thinking about this watching the the, the car chase in this film and thinking about how the car chase in this film like compares to the car chase in the french connection which william friedkin directed and won best picture yeah. best picture for in 1971 and uh is sick great great movie um oh yeah uh this i mean there's like this this movie is definitely like 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 intentionally and like actively in conversation with that movie like it has like a very similar structure but like it takes a lot of like like uh intentional deviations like i was just think like thinking about like how the car chase in French Connection is like it's like it looks like it's a documentary. Like the whole movie, most of the time, like is like super shaky and like handheld and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was gonna say this one feels a lot calmer with the camera. Um, well, it, yeah. it feels more cinematic to me. It feels like like a like it's trying to like let you see things and like it's trying to look cool and it does. It's like <laughs> it's incredible. It's very thrilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, I think. I think the camera really lets the um, characters and action of the um, scenes develop well and and take a lot of control rather than being as much a character in it 
um, as you said, that might be um, present in the French Connection. This one's a lot calmer. Well, how about we? How about we start with what's the movie about? Oh yeah. So Willem Dafoe is making counterfeit bills in yeah. Los Angeles, and uh, William Peterson is a uh, detective. Secret uh, Service. Oh yeah, he's with the Secret Service. Uh, who is chasing him down, and uh, he has a partner who's helping him who gets killed three days out from retirement, and uh, that really sets him out on the path for sure. Like I'm gonna take this guy down. Like this guy. Yeah. This guy. Like what? What? No matter what. What happens? Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this guy down. And so he gets introduced to his his uh, next new partner, partner, new partner, who's played by who? Someone. I forgot who it was. A guy. I just know his character's name is Vudovich. Vudovich. Pretty good name. Um, <laughs> and he, he acts like a Vudovich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. What does that mean, Keys? Uh, he's very timid. <laughs> John yeah, Pankow. Classic, classic stage actor in Mad About You. And uh, cinema star John Pinkow. He was in uh, Morning Glory with Rachel McAdams. It's a great movie. It's got Harrison Ford in it. I remember Harrison Ford in that, in being in that movie. I didn't see it. Yeah, I gotta see it. So I have to, it's gotta, it's on the list. Cool. Well, uh, anyway, uh, they, uh, these uh, these two mismatched yeah. fellows, you know, oh, as yeah. as they always are, uh, mm-hmm. uh, get to collaborate in taking down this counterfeiter, uh, again played by Willem Dafoe, uh, yep. who uh, carries himself with uh, this kind of princely sort of air about him. He's he's a very like he de- like he he's definitely like. A similar kind of contrast to like the Fernando Ray character in the French Connection, where like you just see how sophisticated this guy is compared to you know like Gene Hackman, whatever, like yeah. stuffing hot dogs down his mouth and whatever, all that. Uh, like you see, you see a pretty similar juxtaposition with the behavior of like like Willem Dafoe's character and like William Peterson, who just like sucks just like yep. a, just a total total asshole asshole yeah but yeah. he's great if you want if you if you if you want bread fuck a baker that's, that's the fine. best that's yeah well that scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> best line ever <laughs> his whole relationship with that character and just like how when she asks when he's like he threatens to to revoke her parole if 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 she stops informing for him and but, which is basically like, if you stop sleeping with me is what right is, is that's what he yeah. means that's what he means and uh she says you wouldn't really do that and all he does all he does in response to that question is zip up his leather jacket and leave the room he just like <laughs> that's that's his answer which by by the way he he is putting his leather jacket on over his naked torso no shirt or anything so he's doing Classic. that he's doing that shit and he's getting in his bronco yeah <laughs> taking off again yeah. william friedkin on the pulse of something he he knew he knew what the bronco was going to mean for the seedy <laughs> underbelly of la 
Yeah, he's got he's definitely got like a a Swayze vibe if Swayze only starred in like brute films for S. Craig Zoller for like ten years. Like that's the kind of like he's got the tight leather je- or the tight jeans and the jacket and the shirt and the hair and is just kind of like kicking and punching and yelling and screaming. It's pretty. That's interesting. Yeah. I I would I I think Swayze's like pretty charismatic, and I would not call William Peters William Peterson like charismatic. I think I'm thinking movie. of his. I think I'm thinking of his stature, and okay, uh, and and look, and kind of like physical presence, not necessarily like yeah. I guess some of Swayze's is like part of his character or char- uh, charisma is his, his physical presence, but also part of it's his um, voice. But I think they have very physical, um, very similar physical presence on on screen. I would say. He's just like uh, he's like he's, William Peterson is just kind of like blank. He's just like he's just like so like focused and like single minded and like he's just I don't know like he's that just works like well a, in a uh, it works well in Manhunter too. Have you seen Manhunter? Yes, yes. I was gonna bring that up. I think we should we should talk about that sometime. That would be I love that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um. But uh, who else is in this movie? Dean Stockwell, uh, yeah. I, one of my favorites uh, of all time. Dean Stockwell. Bar- uh, Barton Fink is also in the movie. Yeah, John uh, John Turturro is. Yeah, John. <laughs> is pretty good in this movie. He's I, really good in this movie. <laughs> I, I get I get a little nervous uh, when he first appears because I get the I get the the like notion for a second that he's gonna be like uh Viggo Mortensen in Carlito's way like he's like doing some like some kind of like uh racist affectation uh, uh maybe a little bit uh like and I was like oh my god like in 1985 someone totally could have some producer totally could have looked at like John Turturro and like been like yeah he could be biracial <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like right, right. That, that could totally like that could totally happen like uh, but I don't think that's what is happening, but there are just like some line readings where he's like, like, I don't, I don't know. He's like, like motherfucking, like he, like, he like has some kind of like intonation like that, which is like, Oh, I think I just got the impression. He was kind of like a quirky guy. I never really, um, he's just doing that. a Totoro thing. He's just being yeah. a Totoro. Well, he's, he's having a good time and we have a good time yeah, watching he, him. He's doing a good job. Except yeah. for when he was in prison, he wasn't having a good time in prison. Well, you know, he got stabbed, I guess. Yeah. He lived though. He did live. Yeah. yeah. And you it know what? Worked he out did, for he him. didn't rat out either. He he stayed straight and then, nope. they, then he no. got out. No. Um so this movie is like pretty uh mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very mean. Uh not very nice. I mean, are all freaking movies mean? Yeah, it seems like it to me. Most of them, I guess, probably all that I've Killer Joe, I've seen th- four. Killer Joe, French Connection, this Exorcist, Exorcist. Mm. Sorcerer, Sorcerer. I Sorcerer's me. I rented. Wow. I rented Sorcerer uh, a couple months ago, and the disc crapped out uh, like halfway through, so I haven't. Ooh. I haven't watched it yet. We need a Sorcerer pod. That. Yeah, I would love crazy keys. I'm not convinced it started off pretty sick. I was pretty into it, and then it stopped. No, yeah, I guess they are. I haven't seen that movie in a while. That was a good movie, Keys. I liked that movie a lot. Um, I think, um, I think Friedkin and and um, 
good old Roy Strider work really well together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Roy Strider. I love Roy Strider. Roy Strider's really great. Um, Roy Strider, uh, like, is the best. Uh, we he's great in uh, all that jazz. That's like one of the best yeah. performances oh, ever yeah. committed to film, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's um, that's one of the best movies Max has ever showed me. Yeah, I brought that over one night, yep. and and uh, then we, I was just like, and I'm off. And, and I loved it, and I and never it was looked good. back. It was great. Uh, and then, um, let's see, he's great in Marathon Man, uh, directed by John Frankenheimer. Oh, yeah. uh, he's pretty that, good in that shark movie. Uh, oh, jo- Jaws? Yeah, I'd say he's pretty good in Jaws. Yeah, he's pretty good in that thing. I like. Uh, he's got movie. a great role in David Cronenberg's Naked Lunch. Have you guys yeah. seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really gotten into Cronenberg. What? Oh, we need to do some Cronenberg. I've only seen his like normal violence. I've like, like Eastern Promises and History of Violence. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. You should you should watch Videodrome, dude. Yeah. Um, back to the car chase. Act. Okay. Is this there's like this is top two car chases of all time, and for me, French Connection and this are like one A one B for top two. Yeah. Yeah, I was like read. I was like I looking. Did, I don't at some... understand how Friedkin just knew how to shoot these so well. Right, it's pretty amazing that he just yeah that he just did it twice, and in like a yeah. very different way. Um, I kind of get the impression that he was like in a lot of car chases, like when he was younger or something, like running from the cops, and he's like. He was like thinking back and trying to remember what was so enjoyable about running from cops and shit, and then kind of just, like, just yeah, I'll throw that on the screen. It's just really fun watching car chases when it's not like cutting yeah. so often that you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very clear, like where the car is, mm-hmm. like what's going on. The obstacles it's going around. Such yeah. as uh oncoming traffic. Oncom- yeah, driving on, on oncoming traffic on a highway in LA, which it was it which now like so I watched this I watched this movie for the first time before moving out here, and now that I live out here and I and I just watched that scene, it it took on a a very very personal kind of horror for me, and it was it was extremely <laughs> stressful <laughs> to watch. <laughs> I was just like imagining that that pace, that pace, it's uh, it's not um, easy traffic to navigate. Yeah. All right, so I guess we're done talking about this movie. No, no, no. I, I just didn't, I didn't want to skip to the ending. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, how 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 cool of an ending does this movie have? But I guess we can go right there. Um. Well. Okay. William Peterson gets shot in the head with a shotgun. Uh. Just blown away out of in the last fifteen minutes of the movie, and then this this guy who like you really don't care about at all. Uh, becomes the protagonist of the movie, and uh, (laughs) and then you see him, uh, you know, finish up the job, (laughs) Uh, and basically become William Patterson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, William Peter William Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Or William with his informant. Yeah, just like yeah. just take <laughs> his like, place. You work for me now. Uh, which is uh, pretty Point bleak. Yet. Yeah. Uh, this movie seems. I love the way he. Go ahead. I love the way he walks up to the house to talk to her too. He's just like, "Hey, that guy's dead." 
if you didn't know, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's That's not, it. like, beating around the bush. He's just like, hey, your boyfriend's dead. Let me in. I, it's like it's like I don't know. Maybe he just thinks this isn't the first time that's happened for her. Like, he's just like you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm the new guy. Which I'm, like I'm I'm the guy you fuck and and you make money. Like that's just that's how you know cops work now. Yeah, which like kind of I feel like like yeah, that 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 sort of element of like hey I'm just I'm I'm the new guy that's gonna exploit you. Like here I am. It's just it's just a rotating position. It's kind like it kind of ties into uh, a, a, a sort of like critique of like Reagan era economics and like yeah. Reagan era culture that this movie is like definitely trying to call your attention to. I mean, it starts immediately with uh, this guy like walking around in a kitchen in the opening scene mm-hmm. uh, in a, like a hotel, and you hear uh, uh, Reagan on a TV talking about uh like uh lowering taxes and everything yeah. like that there's uh, a lot of the man talk in this in this film too and 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 how much money things cost and you know where those dollars are going and whose dollars they are um and things like that and it kind of, to me it kind of paints a pretty good like idea of like working as like an individual in like a really cutthroat capitalist society and like how it's just it's it's all it's all it's all on you it's all every man for yourself kind of shit uh and uh i also appreciated uh willem dafoe uh let's see what did he say to yeah uh uh before he like killed that guy he's like your taste is in your ass. Like he like identifies the like <laughs> the like statue or like sculpture that this guy has, yeah. and he's like, "Your taste is like." Kind of, like I feel like that was maybe like some kind of like, crit- like I I don't know, like just kind of portrayal of like the like destructive like culture of like the nineteen eighties where like everything was just like you know commando and shit like, like you know like like action films in the yeah. 1980s and like like yeah. exposing that kind of like that kind of like militant uh like uh desire that people have like hyperviolent yeah 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 hyperviolent yeah. like militant shit um anyway yeah yeah this this movie's cool i, I follow with that i like uh when freaking like quick cut to like uh a dead body with his like head blown off and then quick cut back to yep the characters he's about to blow someone away yeah yeah you see you see some heads explode in this movie uh which well uh i think in like the last scene doesn't Ludovic is about to kill Willem Dafoe and then i like quick cut to his partner's dead body yeah yes he he does that on a couple of different he does an exorcist too. He'll like quick cut to like a horrific image and then go right. Back right, right. And, well, and he, well, and, he, and he's doing and he's doing like little quick cuts like that throughout the movie as well. Like during like yeah. during the car chase, William Peterson like has oh a yeah little thing and also like yeah like throughout the throughout the film there are like I I think there's another one at the end in that I can't recall now. But William Peterson's eyes in this movie are just. This man is just chasing death. <laughs> the entire yeah. like yes. he's just 
Like yes. during the car chase, his partner's just petrified and he's just eyes glued to the road chasing death. Absolutely. Big yeah. Tom Cruise energy with that right there. Oh yeah. Um Yeah. I I I like this movie a lot. I think it's like um if it just had like I don't know, a few more like compelling performances. Like I think it's pretty well cast. Um mm-hmm. but like like I like uh like little things like uh Robert Downey Sr. as like the Secret Service chief that William Peterson reports to. Uh yeah. you guys might remember him from Boogie Nights. He's the guy that uh Mark Wahlberg and John C. Riley like they try to get the this, the masters from from their like recording session. And he's like, this ain't, this sounds like a like a YP, not an MP. Okay. Uh, sure. Okay. Wow. Um, and uh, but I think the cast is not uh, super, like yeah, I would agree. I, it's not I super think, strong. Uh, I all love the way I love William, uh, you know Peterson for this or whatever his name is. Love him for this. I think he's he's very he's, good. Yes. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's well cast in the movie for sure. And yes. Willem Dafoe and uh, yeah. like uh, Dean Stockwell and John Turturro are good. Yeah. The uh, usual hitters are, they're playing well. But like uh, the, there's, there's, there's not much happening for me, like between William Peterson and the other guy. And uh, I don't know, like, I, th- I think that's a pretty important element to this mm-hmm. kind of film. And like looking that looking at that in contrast with let's say the other movie we're gonna talk about, it's like yeah. you know, night and day. Like there's nothing going on between these guys. Are you talking about his initial partner or are you talking about his new partner? Uh, probably both. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I don't know. I I don't I, I, I like there's there's you get a little bit of some kind of relationship between him and the in the old partner, maybe like and yeah. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that William Peterson and John Crack Krakow, I don't know. Um Yeah, stage actor John Krakow. Um I don't know I, I wouldn't say they have no chemistry, but yeah. it's not super strong to me. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's I think one of the winker links, um, definitely for me. Um Yeah. Um I do I uh I do want to say that uh the moment where uh, John Turturro knocks William Peterson out in the hospital is the greatest fight choreography ever portrayed on film. Did you guys, did you guys <laughs> take note of how he did that? That was incredible. Like, like that was like a backhand slap that he like knocked, mm-hmm. um, uh, like William Peterson down with. That was amazing. He was like prancing around. He's a strong guy. It's a he's strong a strong backhand slap. He's a strong, strong man. Um, yeah. You what do you yeah. what do you guys think? I think it's it, you know. I like it. I I mean I think it's really good. I think it's hard for me right now to get excited about this when I know how much more excited I am about like the other film too, especially if we're like, you know, thinking about buddy cops, even though they're like both not buddy cops, but both of them kinda are, <laughs> you know. Uh huh. It's a buddy movie. Yeah. The other one's more of a buddy movie than this is a buddy movie, but this is more of a literal, like, cop movie than the other is a cop movie. I don't know. But mm-hmm. anyway, yes. Yes. I think that... Um, yeah. I'm ready to talk about... 
Cool. Yeah, yes. William Friedkin, you did it. Uh, but Good listen, job. uh, let's talk about Elaine May for a second. Yeah. And what happens? This is this is the shit. Uh, dude, <laughs> this, this movie shit. rules, man. <laughs> I love this, this movie. Rules. Yeah. This movie is awesome. This movie is amazing. Uh, awesome. Everybody should watch this. Like Everyone immediately. Needs to turn this on. Um, um, yeah, I, I like Mikey and Nick. This this weekend, I didn't have like very, very, very uh, like easy access to the Criterion Channel because uh, yeah. I was house sitting. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go buy it. So I went down to the Barnes and Noble, <laughs> and that's what I did. I got the the, the Blu-ray. And it doesn't have very much on it, but I have the movie now, and that's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, it's great. Uh, yeah. We got we got Peter Falk. We got John Cassavetes. Um, we got Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. Um, Damn. Amazing. Uh, just like basically, just like three of the like strongest like completely natural presences in like 70s acting uh and in Ca- and Cassavetes oh, yeah. obviously yeah. like a great director uh we should talk about I would love to talk about the killing of a Chinese bookie one time sometime yeah I've, I haven't seen I don't think I've seen like any of his films fully I've seen like clips of faces and clips of um a woman under the influence and stuff but I haven't caught um any of his stuff fully I would love to go do yeah. i think that is I, so yeah. great. i haven't seen yeah, I, I, I yeah that, that would be that would be sick i haven't seen um woman under the influence either um, um but but key keys you you you've seen um you've seen anatomy of a murder right yeah i i haven't i it's been a it's while it's been a while I, okay okay ago, well, yeah. you've seen you've seen buffalo 66 yeah okay so the dad in buffalo 66 ben gazzara you know Ben, yeah, know ben. ben okay. Gazzara. Okay, Ben Gazzara yeah. in The Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Uh basically like that movie is just him like it's just him riffing for like an hour and 45 minutes. Like literally every scene is like from what I understand is just like they just stuck Ben Gazzara in a room with a great actor and they're in just like like you just like whatever you do, just like don't let him get what he wants. You know, like like his like objective, like his objective in every scene. It's just like it's just like nobody is gonna let him have it. Like he's just like, and he's just like pleading and like angry and oh my god, it's 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 an incredible movie. Um, what the watch? Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, Mikey and Nikki, John Cassavetes is fantastic in this movie. I think. Uh yeah. So what's so what's this movie about? So, John Cassavetes plays Nicky, mm-hmm. and yep. he is a hitman who uh, he he killed a guy, and uh, now some people want him dead because he stole the money. Because he stole the money, um, for for what? For it for was... what, why guy... did he steal the money? Yeah, why did he steal the money? I think he kind of just stole the money. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't he stole. Really he stole. I think he said he he stole the money from his boss, Dave Resnick. He kind of doesn't. He doesn't really seem like the kind of guy who has a huge explanation for why he would have taken that money. Other than that, he, he's yeah. not much of a planner. Yeah, yeah, no, not much of a planner. Um, yes, very frenetic. 
I need to actually. But now people are after him. Yeah, nope. And so he calls his childhood best friend Nikki, <coughs> Mikey, to help him out. <coughs> or Mikey, sorry, he's yes, Mikey, um, to come over and help him out of this tough situation, um, and get him out of town because he's convinced that... that there's a hit on his head, which there is. Um, yeah, and I think this first scene is amazing. Yeah, when they first get together. Oh, yes, absolutely amazing. So, like the the initial part where uh, Peter Falk is trying to get into John Cassavetes's room, and uh, like he's just trying to. This movie has another thing, like like uh, Killing of a Chinese Bookie, where like ev- the structure of every scene is basically just like just trying to get John Cassavetes to move. Like you just like you, we just like every scene is like, okay, we need to get John Cassavetes to the next room. And Peter Falk is going to spend 30 minutes trying to do that. And And he'll move, he'll move, but he won't go (laughs) to the room that you want him to go to. He'll go somewhere completely. (laughs) And, and it's like, let's go see a movie. Basically. basically, Let's go to the graveyard instead. (laughs) Okay. It's basically the most compelling acting ever, uh, like yeah. put on screen, in my opinion. Like it's they're just like good. Peter Peter Falk <laughs> is doing like a, he's like a soft Joe Pesci, yeah. in this movie, yes. and it's great. And I well, and I would like to say I would like to say that somebody somebody opened up uh, a pretty big thing for me on Twitter. Uh, a guy named Mark Aish, I think, uh, talked to uh, he went and saw The Irishman, and he said mm. something like. Uh, this is 40 years of white male mythology uh, told in the style of Mikey and Nikki, which uh, I'll, 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 I'll say that the, the relationship between uh, uh, certain characters like, like Joe Pesci in, in, in The Irishman is pretty similar to like how Peter Falk is in this movie, for sure. Like, like, oh, uh, like definitely like, like terrifying, but like loving kind of. Yeah kind of presence um but like yeah but you see you know you see you see like uh, you see some classic what he's doing you see some classic guys being dudes behavior and you know you see some like (laughs) some dudes you know doing the things that dudes do you know like when a guy at a diner won't give you uh the cream that you need for your friend's stomach yeah. And you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to get that cream, uh, and you choke you them choke out. them out, or or maybe you know uh, a bus driver isn't letting you out of the door of the bus that you want to go yep. out of. So you gotta you gotta you gotta get you gotta get Emmett Walsh in the the choke. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta choke the bus. You gotta choke out Emmett Walsh, and you know that's just dude's behavior, and yeah. you know that's okay, you know. Elaine May, that, Elaine May understands us. That's all. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that the entirety, because like this movie to me feels like weirdly enough, very much from a female perspective in a lot of ways. Totally, in the sense that this movie is entirely trying to figure out what exactly is this relationship that these two have developed over thirty years. Like, what exactly do they mean to each other? And like you know, they go through all these very complex and elaborate, uh, both monologues and scenes and scenarios just to arrive at the only explanation for it, which is the, like the last scene at the door, which I think, you know, you just get the smallest and I'm not going to, I don't, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll talk about the ending, but you get the smallest little, um, under his breath, like 
run you whatever run you fool or whatever he says and you you know he's he does he can't say it out loud because you know he's got his job and stuff but it's very much trying to figure out you know what do men in this time like mean to each other what do men in these professions mean to each other and, and things like that well i mean it's it's a setup from the beginning right yeah. like which is an entire know. like another um, great element of this we'll talk let's talk about right um I, so ba- basically it's 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 like what's what's happening is uh ned Beatty is playing another hitman who is mm-hmm. hired by uh dave resnick the boss that the money was stolen from who i want to get into this in a bit is played by a guy named sanford meisner who i'll i'll tell you guys about Isn't but he like a film coach or something i'll tell you about it he's a he's an acting coach acting coach um so um but Ned Beatty is basically stalking uh uh John Cassavetes and like um to a point where he can he can kill him and uh Peter Falk is luring him out because Peter Falk is a good friend of of John Cassavetes and you know right. the consensus is you know he's he's a bad seed he's got to go uh yeah. And that seems to be the consensus from everybody. Like he's alienated from his wife, and uh, he's on his own in this in this room, uh, and it's just their um, their sick night together, going out on the town, go to the get on the bus, and uh, yeah. they have a great great time at the graveyard, which I think that's one of the <laughs> best scenes ever. That that's, is probably the best scene. That's yeah. incredible. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> the graveyard. Well, I mean, yeah, the graveyard scene. Some... Yes, <laughs> it's both funny and also like sad, terrifying, and terrifying. Yeah, and they talk about death and what happens after death. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's like. Um, it's this is it's probably the most tragic scene like in the movie. But yeah, but it has but it has you know what's gonna happen. But it has such a great like grasp of like like sh- making tonal shifts back and forth between like Casavetti, oh, Cas yeah, Casavetti's yeah, just like totally busting his balls or like yeah. like uh, just completely breaking down, like <laughs> shouting shouting <laughs> at his at his mother's grave like uh, if if. If I'm dead, Mikey did it. Yeah. <laughs> when he shouted that, I was like, "Oh my!" And then, and then Mikey's reaction, Peter Falk's reaction when he says that, and he's like, tells him to take it back. Like, oh my god, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and like oh. the the again, I think I'm pretty sure most of these scenes were improvised between these two yeah. guys. So like, it really. Um, the circular quality of the improvised scenes is not something that that often works in movies, but like these guys like have an ability to control like they 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 have a they like have a like artistic grasp between each other as they're improvising of like of the dramatic arc of the scene like like they have that they have that in in their head like even as they're just yeah. going along with with nothing and just listening to each other and just responding to each other and like taking the scene where the other the other person takes it you know like as soon as john cassavetes says that like peter falk is like like they're about to leave 
and then Peter Falk is like, is like, oh, you take it back. Like he stops it again because yeah. it's great. Like you got to like commit to that. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, we got a visitor. Knocking on the door. Keys, is that you? Yeah, hi. Sorry, I remember. Um, we're good. Let 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 me in. You gotta <laughs> let me in. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it. Um, I I like. I was very much reminded of like uh, many of the times that Altman kind of coaches actors in improvised um, scenes to really understand like you call it the circular whatever of, of the scene and, you know, the arc of the scene to, um, you know, not forget characters motivation. So it feels very authentic. Um, and, well, and, and... natural, Sorry, like they're so, yeah, they're natural, so natural yeah. with each other. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, um, um I, like the circular thing, I like, I, I should have explained that. Like the circular thing is like, like you see, like there are some movies that have, or, you know, you go see like an improv show and you see like, like, ways that things could end that like they tease that they don't like you know they don't take the opportunity to do and like the objectives of a scene kind of like come back around and like are sort of evaded over and over again and like that happens in this movie but like it's always like motivated very strongly by like these these care like the details of these characters and like their personalities and it's like it's these guys are like just incredibly compelling on screen uh to watch uh so it works it's really great yeah um, a lot i gotta say uh i gotta say i think this movie is pretty funny too you mentioned some of the humor of it i just i'm thinking of the especially once he like gets in ned Beatty's car and he's like well he's not just gonna be in the street waiting for us and then it just (laughs) may just cuts directly to (laughs) john cassavetes just (laughs) in the middle of the street (laughs) what about a little a little bit before that when they're fighting in the street and uh john cassavetes throws a punch and then immediately falls down on the like slips and falls down on the ground uh that was very funny to me uh, it could have come out that they were brothers and it just like would have made it like that much more like they could yeah. that's kind of the bond they feel between them it honestly feels right right yeah no, you know I, I don't know maybe but um i know they're not brothers i'm just saying i just like you said when he's falling down that very much remembers like reminds me of times when like uh i would hit jacob and jacob would start crying and then I would like okay. I would start wow. crying or something. <laughs> okay, it could be the other way around, whatever. I'm just saying, like it felt very like sibling like like the blame just as constantly needs to be equated amongst everyone or something like that. And do you remember when I broke your arm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now my arm looks all we're, weird. Me and me and Ben were playing a game where we were standing on a towel and someone would pull the towel out from under the other person yep i don't know why we thought this wow (laughs) that's a great game (laughs) we were how old were you like nine i was in no i was five (laughs) oh (laughs) my timeline's off yeah and and you broke his arm at five yep yep i just pulled a towel out from under yep my my wait you were like three keys oh no 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 no. keys this is the second time i broke my arm so yeah i would have been in nine i would have been nine 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, I'm I'm sorry. I misunderstood. The first time Ben broke his arm skateboarding, was, like roller skateboarding. Yeah. Oh, it was on Mother's Day. Too. It was on Mother's Were Day, we, and I threw up all over my mom. <laughs> I don't remember. That. Yep. What were you trying to do, Ben? I was literally, I know I was skateboarding and I lost control or I was like, I was coming off a sidewalk or something. Like, you know how sidewalks have those dips that you can like, like go off of to like yes. get onto the street. Like I was going off on one of those, but it was like kind of on an incline. Like if you knew my neighborhood, I, I know the corner, but yeah, um, I know exactly. The yeah. You know exactly the corner, but I like lost control and I fell right onto the, the curb and like just snap my arm. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And then I threw up all over my mom. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. Wow. I never really thought funny. projectile like puking was a thing, but like it, I definitely it was it definitely exists. a good launch out of my out of my. And that makes that makes sense. I'm I'm familiar with that corner. I, I've seen that corner. I'm familiar with that corner. And yes, I, yeah, it's the one where you go into the part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, well, yeah. We've all we're all familiar with that corner. We've seen that. All, I mean, Keys, you you've seen that corner. Yeah, keys. Oh yeah. yeah, Ben. You Ben. Yeah, Ben's seen that corner. That's that's Ben's corner. <laughs> my corner. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you claimed it. <laughs> I sp- hey, it. I've shed blood on that corner. Okay? <laughs> I, I spilled blood on that corner. You dedicated um, it. Dedicated it. Um, Let's talk about um, uh, the the very 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 um. A sad scene in this movie where they go to visit John Cassavetes' girlfriend. Yep, his his mistress. Oh girlfriend. yeah. Uh, wow, that's yeah. that's that like like it's it that that's definitely like what I think about when we talk about like the like a a, a feminine or like a feminist perspective for this movie. Uh, because it's just like it's just so it's just like such a relentless humiliation for this woman like. Like, number one, John Cassavetes is like is groping her and like yeah, assu- uh, like like assaulting her, but like in front of, Mickey. in front in, yeah, in front of Peter Falk, but, but then like like the conversation that Peter Falk is kind of like, well, like she is like trying to have a conversation and Peter Falk is only he's not really talking to her, he's just he's just like prodding her, he's just like responding to the things she says with like this kind of like wry questioning she's like you know like mm-hmm. oh i i follow politics and he's like do you he's like oh you oh you do <laughs> you like the news yeah you, wow. you like the news you read oh you know just kind of like just just like just just passively watching this dude take advantage of her and just kind yeah. of like just kind of like implicitly like being bemused at her like just basic intelligence like i think that it's pretty brutal i think that the watch is what does it i think for peter falk's character because i think the first two-thirds of this movie like while it is a setup i think that there's definitely like some serious um consideration on on peter falk to kind of just like i think i see it you see it the most in the bus when he's like yeah i'm coming with you you know to like not set mickey or not set nikki up you know and like yeah like kind of believing in them again you know what i mean because this is almost like they're reliving like all of their experiences or all of their like you know the better parts of it but i think this is kind of where he like you know i think the watch is what does it but this is where i think he kind of like gets in his mind he's like yeah i gotta set this guy up like i gotta do this like mickey's too far gone you know what i mean um which is so weird because i feel like 
I almost I want to learn more about Cassavetes because I know how he dies, and I almost wonder if like this character in some way could be an analog for his life. Then again, I don't really know too much, just knowing that he dies of um, alcoholism and, and drinking himself to death. Um, but like, I don't know. This just Mickey's just Nikki's just too far gone in this moment, and that's why he sits in the the kitchen and he just kind of is like shit like this is this is the guy this is this dude you know that i that i grew up with and had all these experiences with and you know then he kind of goes in there and tries to kiss her yeah 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 that's another guys being dudes reaction you know like when when your girlfriend uh bites your homie on the lips when he's trying to rape her like that's you know and then, and then John Cassavetes immediately, immediately takes Nikki's side, like, or Mickey's. <laughs> well, Mikey's John Cassavetes like sets him up. He's yeah. like, "Hey, Mickey, like you could totally go, yeah, do that, man." Like, throws it around for all my friends, and then she, like, no. It's just pretty sick behavior, pretty yeah, dope, yeah. you know. Pretty scummy guy. Um, yeah, but not good dudes. Not good dudes. No. Uh, I think I think Mikey's got Mikey's got aspirations to be a good dude, or like has some semblance of you know. I mean, wanting he, yeah. to be something better. He seems you know? regretful for sure. Yeah. yeah. About about everything, um, but ultimately resigned to it. You know, like yeah. The last the last scene and his conclusion of just. Uh, in his reaction to what ultimately happens to Nikki is just kind of like just total resignation. That's like, yeah. then that that's, and that's, yeah. that's like, that's yeah. another kind of like little portrait of like what, what the purpose of like a man's life in society is, is just like, he's just got to follow through all the, all the way to the end. Like all the, like all like yeah. these, these, as you can see, like the look in his eyes, he wants to help. Yeah, yeah, he wants to help him so bad. I think that's the best scene in the movie, honestly, in my opinion. I know you guys like the graveyard, but I just that was the that was the holy shit moment for me. Oh was yeah, watching was watching that. I was just like, well, and I love the prologue uh, before that with Peter Falk's monologue and like the 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 extremely effective little ending to that to that where he talks about his his father's relationship to Nikki and he's like talking about how how yeah how much his dad loved Nikki and his wife says well I'm sure he loved you too you know and that's like and that's the last thing that happens before Nikki arrives and he's killed like yeah just this kind of like just pithy little assurance like oh you know I'm sure I'm sure yeah, that, I think that, that, that the love was still there, you know, like yeah. very, very brutal. Yeah. I think that there's another way to read the relationship in that, you know, you said purging. I think that there's another way to read it in that this is Mikey purging. Um, Cause I, you know, I said that I think that Mikey wants something better. This is Mikey purging a lot of his older behaviors and kind of, I didn't say purging. I'm not sure what you're, did you say purging? I thought you said purging. No. Okay, whatever. Purgatory. Whatever. Um, I think it's. I think that there's Did a way to purgatory? read this where I didn't say purgatory. No, no. <laughs> the purge. Remember when? <laughs> All right. 
Now that I Kyle screamed, that means the attention's back on me. So let me speak. <laughs> I think <laughs> that there is a way to read this where Mikey is, you know, kind of revisiting a lot of his older behaviors. Because I think that, you know, part of being a man is like the responsibility of the family. And that's kind of, you know, one of the big themes with Mikey's character. You know, I got to call my mom. I got to call my girl. You know, I don't treat my wife like you treat yours. You know, I got a kid now and all this stuff. And that's, um, yeah. yeah. And I think that it's, it's him kind of coming to terms with what it means to be a dad and what it, with what it means to be a husband and kind of getting rid of some of these more, um, you know, immature or childish um, behaviors that, that men kind of um, acted around in this time and, and, and you know. Mickey kind of is, or, you know, Nikki is kind of obviously just not, you know, maybe he's not all there, you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, so much alcohol, he's drunk all the time, whatever it could be, you know, you kind of get that impression um, that, that, that he's always on something, you know, because he's a very wiry guy um, on edge. Maybe that's part of the situation. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of saw a little bit of that um, in the movie too. That's interesting. I I mean I think they're definitely like supposed to be like juxtaposed characters, but yeah I, I like I like yeah. I like your your read on that. Um, yeah. I I br- briefly about the the role of Dave Resnick. Um, mm. So Sanford Meisner was a um, acting coach who invented a acting technique called the Meisner technique, and. Uh, like this this like school of thought was kind of like created um after like method acting came about and was kind of created in response to method and the meisner technique is kind of the inverse of method in that like meisner is all about in the moment using exactly the feeling and like words that your your acting partner gives you like like that's that's it like that's all there is to acting is just reacting like in the moment that's literally it um so like a total it's a total inverse of what method is about which which is you know all this preparation right um you still you still need to prepare for meisner but like that's what the focus is about you know and uh i i really liked this kind of like and I, I looked it up, and Peter Falk studied under Meisner. So Peter Falk actually was a like at, at some point in some kind of like you know mentorship relationship with Meisner at some point. And uh, like John Cassavetes had acting workshops in New York around the same time, so I imagine that John Cassavetes was familiar with with Meisner like in the area. So I I kind of liked like the existence of like thinking about like oh these guys probably do have like like history like these people like have history with one another like in like in reality like and see and seeing that and like I love I love uh the quality that that Meisner brings to the movie like his like incredibly scratchy voice that he speaks with mm-hmm. uh in all of his scenes is like cool that's just a a great little detail for like a a crime boss in a movie like this and uh, yeah uh it's sick it's good yeah you should watch can we uh can we talk about the the third dude for a little bit ned Beatty. ned Beatty, the boy 
Um, you shall love atone. Him. Love you know? him, dude. You shall. <laughs> you shall yeah, atone. You guys seen that? You guys know about that? Mm. Yeah, I. But do you not hear? I I memorized the whole uh, monologue. Yeah, I make. I know. I know. That's a. Uh, Have you guys heard a, of that network? A... Network. Network is it. Network is it. Let me tell you. That movie. Aged like a fine. <laughs> it's great. It just keeps getting better. Beatrice and... straight in that movie. Just like that, we have named the other favorite movies of mine that Max has showed me. I showed you Network? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you brought it over to my house. No. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't own it, bro. I want to really? own it. Nope. I watched don't. it at your house once. Yeah, I know you did. Maybe you convinced but... us to watch it or then or something like that. Cause you... I own it, so maybe you like got it from me. I think I yeah, I think too. I think I think Keys brought it over to to our house. I'm pretty sure. Or you might have just grabbed it. Yeah. So, oh okay, yeah, whatever. right. Isn't it, didn't it get left at at in in Oregon when you went to Yeah, Washington? for a year I didn't I remember I remember Max cuz those are the two movies that I, I I usually say that are the ones that you showed me that I like the most. So I it may not have been that you brought it over, but it may have been that it was your idea to like watch it. Or like I see in the convincing factor. Interesting. Um, well, I do quite, 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 quite thoroughly enjoy that film. Yeah, um, it's good. Sp- um, specific Ned Beatty's um, performance in that film. Yeah, Ned Beatty uh, just had like he was just like the the biggest brute on screen in the seventies. Like if you just oh. if you just want a man to look lo- just look scary. Yeah. Um. But also, but also he, kind of, also kind of like squeamish and like runtish as well. In, well, he's, in a he, way, he if you've seen uses that quality well in 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 Deliverance for sure. Yes, uh, yes. Which is like that's that's th- those are the best performances ever in a film to me. Like <laughs> like everybody in that movie is just amazing. Uh, but um, yeah, Ned Beatty's great in this movie. I love him. He's yeah. very terrifying. Very cold. I wish he had more scenes. Kind of wish there was more Ned Beatty. Yeah, I could have, I could have, yeah, used a little bit more as well. But I mean, that's, I mean, he's not the focal point. So right, right. It's these two guys, so I understand. Yeah, yeah. I could always use more Ned. I love Ned. That's fair. It's a fair ask. Just give, just give him like a three-minute model. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Interrupt every film. So he can Come out. Talk. In every movie, yeah, I agree. In every movie, every movie. I think I think he could be in every movie. Yeah, um, I was I was saying, um, Jennifer Jason Lee could be in every movie. Do you guys agree? I think I think she could. Because I I I, I, th- yeah, she, I think she's a chameleon. I think Jennifer Jason Lee, you can just you can just put her in a really in like a really funny supporting role, like and just like have her have like a line every like twenty minutes or whatever, and like that's fine. Yeah, and she's great at that. Yeah, also in addition to she could she could be. The Existence. Oh man, you guys need to watch Existence. That's that's like secretly the best Cronenberg movie. Um, Willem Dafoe yeah. plays a, a guy named Gas. It's oh, a good name. <laughs> got me right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew I got you, Keys. His name is Gas. <laughs> His name is Gas. Dude, damn. And and in the credits of the movie at the beginning, it's like, it's like. And at the end, it's like, 
and Willem Dafoe as Cass. <laughs> like, they put that on screen. They know. They know what they have in their hands, and they, they are sharing do. it with the audience. <laughs> they do, bro. Yeah, yeah Jude, Law, like Jude, Law, Jude Law and Jennifer Jason Lee are very good in that movie. That's a great time. Yeah. Um, so imagine, imagine what kind of magic could have been had Sorry, if S. Craig Zeller. Imagine what kind of magic could have been had if S. Craig Zeller had like access to Ned Beatty. Like, just I know he's got Fred Malamed now, but like, imagine what kind of like magic could have been accessed, and like, I mean, what could have been brought to the screen. Both both parties are still out there. It could still happen. We could make it happen. No, I'm pretty sure Ned Beatty's dead, dude. No, Ned Beatty's not dead. No, he's alive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's alive. You sure? Yes. He's just one of those dudes that looked way older than he is, so you feel like he's probably not. I don't know, dude. I feel like he definitely should be dead, though. I like, I, I love mean, him. But Wilford like... Brimley is still alive. Obviously. He's 82. Yeah, it's good. He could probably go. He can probably go? Need... Yeah, he like... could probably head out. What? He, he could die? Yeah. Why do you want Ned Beatty to die? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. Like, you can go. What the hell? What the hell is happening? <laughs> what, is, what is going on? No, I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, you're a bad bounce. person. No. Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? Oh my god, guys! No one wanted to. No one wanted to bit right then. I was trying to. I was trying to bit, but I guess no. I Keys and I, we we want a man to be preserved, a legend, a Hollywood. I legend. love Ned Beatty. I what have I literally been saying for the past whatever? He was in Rango, dude. Nice. Rango's great. I haven't seen Rango. Keys, don't you like Rango? Yeah. Are Are you serious? I put it in the top ten. Yes. Of the 2000 yeah, I, I'm bringing it up because I thought you were gonna ride yeah, with man. me. I threw it in. I threw it in the top ten. Of it's a good time, dude. It's it. Yeah. Um, dude, no one was no one was backing me because no one had seen it, and I was just so disappointed. I saw it in the theater. Dude, you gotta rewatch it now. I bet it holds up. Still, like the best animated movie. Um, if we're not counting, uh, <laughs> is that is that a movie or is that a TV show? Keys. So there's a, it's a TV show, and then uh, the TV show like completes the story. Okay. But the creator didn't. He wasn't satisfied with the ending. He didn't get to do what he wanted, so he went back and made a movie retelling like the last three episodes, and it deviates from the TV show in like a big way that is amazing. You could honestly probably just throw on the movie hmm. and maybe just watch like a recap or something. Well, because you don't like the movie is so. The movie is like a just a stream of thought, like for like an hour and a half after like after like the first twenty minutes actually, it's just like a stream of thoughts that are like very impactful. I I don't know how to describe it. It's just damn dude, that uh, just sounds like transcendent. Experience. Well, it's kind of like I I I've 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 read like a little bit about what it is. It's kind of like, it's kind of like an exploration of like the like 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 sexual themes that the show has been about like the whole time like right it, like it's kind of like yeah there's it, it's an exploration of that and a, mostly it's also an exploration of uh depression right that's i would say it's more that right it's just his his hatred of himself 
Right. Not even the depression, just a deep hatred of self that this creator had. He made it go. Wow. Yeah. That's wild, dude. Uh, that's that's so, and that's and that's so that's so <laughs> sick that he did that. <laughs> he's better now. Supposedly, I've read something. It's like, oh, he's good now. That's but. cool, but that's so sick that he did that at the end of his like gigantic anime series. Like, like, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't really care about this other stuff. Like, let me just. I mean, if you like, <laughs> if you like anime series, the series is like pretty good itself from like a. Um, anime perspective. We have a perspective. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like, the, like, I, I, I've only watched the first episode, but like, it was great. It was, it was extremely compelling. I'm gonna continue. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, I have a can can I think we're wrapping up. Let's do some like. riffing, dude. What do you want to riff about, Max? Um, yeah. I wanna I wanna propose something to y'all. Okay. I wanna make a proposal. So I'm going to be uh, home for the holidays, as they say. And I think I Wait, want to for start holiday? for Christmas. Okay. Christmas time. And uh, I think I want to start planning an epic pod that we will record in a roundtable fashion with the best luminary minds that we, oh. we have in our possession. And we have many. And what so who are we who are we get we get like well we can talk about that but what I what I propose to you guys <laughs> is an undertaking all right I want to record an epic length podcast it's probably going to be a few hours long maybe we'll do it in two parts release it in two yep. parts yeah and we are going to talk about for at least a couple minutes every fictional film made by martin scorsese between all of us we're gonna all oh. talk about all of them oh man so we, that's a big that's a big watch list well like, hey different. if we if we break everybody Fuck, up into, I... if we break everybody up into groups and then we assign things we can that's cover true. everything what about... and there will be a lot of overlap between people who have seen things anyway so everybody yeah. will be able to get in on the conversation for most of the time. Yeah. I've kind of already started okay. a little bit. I watched Silence and I watched Shutter Island. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I've probably seen like 10 Martin Scorsese movies. So I mean, I've, I'd really only need to watch. Right. Right. I, I think I have like five, five like five more that I need to like see. But like um, I, I feel like I've been becoming a good ringleader for this kind of discussion because I've just been like in deep dive with him lately. Yeah, um, you've really been. Um, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read up. I'm, I'm, I, I've been looking for like a good biography. I don't know if there are any good biographies, but I'm gonna be reading, uh, Scorsese on Scorsese, which is gonna be a good interview thing with yeah. him. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just wanna, I just wanna get into it. Uh, because the man, the man is simply the best. Should That's, we attempt he's... to? Should we attempt to codify his five best films as well? I know that we're all. Oh, into... oh man! We also yeah, to yeah, we should do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we should five. do that. Maybe we should do a bracket. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. 
We could do a bracket. Um, that would actually be fun. But that that would that would make that would like double the length of the podcast probably. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like it's already it's not okay. going to be a short podcast, so I don't think it matters. Too cool, much. cool. Well, uh, well, like, hell yeah, then let's do it. Because we'll, we just got to rent out we'll, a back. Room we'll all have corner. seen. We'll all have seen the Irishman, and uh, yeah, by that point, because it will yep. be it will be on Netflix in twelve days anyway. It's going to be nice to watch that on Thanksgiving, dude. See, I feel like I don't need to to worry because I feel like my favorite Scorsese is kind of like guaranteed top five spots. So I'm not really that worried about it. But yeah. Uh, Which is? Which one? Taxi Driver, bro. Come on. Best Scorsese, dude. Yeah, yeah. best. I would would think that's going to make it in. But I've got. I've got. I might just not. I got. I got. I got Dark Horse Candidates. I got Keys. I got I got ones that I'm gonna be writing for. I'm writing for um. What I write? I was gonna say bringing out the dead, but I actually don't write for that movie. I, it's good. <laughs> I'm just the only person that's seen it. No, I've seen it. And it's I, really and good. I want to talk about it. Oh yeah. You, you know. don't want to talk. I just want to talk. about You don't want to talk. I do. Oh, you talk. do. Okay, yeah. I we'll do. talk about it. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I ride for talking about that. I'm gonna. I am personally going to rewatch every Scorsese movie before, before we do this. That's what that's what's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I think the one I, I'd really like to go back to is Aviator. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to watch that'd be that. Interesting. Um, I've never seen that. Great. Well, I mean, I think I think uh, I think we could like we could start a <coughs> chat maybe with some people mm-hmm. and talk mm-hmm. about it and like figure out who wants to do what maybe. Um, but I thought maybe also we could just save time and like. Oh. Uh, I I could I don't assign know. assign could I could I assign people? I think that might be fun. That I wouldn't be fun. I thought of another idea. In on this. Can we get like Brady and Kyle. So Brady, on? Kyle, Celebre, Saul, they're all committed to it. Uh, they're all they're they all want to do Perfect. it. Um We got it. We got all the mind. Okay. Uh I think we can get Paris idea. in there. I think I think you know, I think we could it'd be good to get we Paris in there. Like a, we need like a dark horse like fruit there though. Um Just Cody J- JP Whitman. JP Whitman. <laughs> Brady just has to do JP like the JP Whitman. Whoa, 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 whoa! Cut that out! Cut that out! That's not <laughs> you have to cut that out. Because may, uh, maybe because maybe we do that. No, really, cut that out. Because maybe because <laughs> maybe we ask Brady if he wants to do that. Because he might want to do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I have an idea. What if, what if, in addition to coming up with the top five, like a codified five Scorsese best movies, what if we all argue what are the worst five Scorsese movies and try to codify his bottom five films? Because that would be just as fun in like a different way. You know what I mean? Hugo rocks, all right? Uh, (laughs) That's in my bottom five. (laughs) Sorry. I think, I think Shutter Island's like the worst Scorsese ever made. Sorry. I don't know. Uh, nah, yeah, nah, that movie is good. not good. It's fine. That movie is just like not okay. I don't. It's good. No, it's good time, dude. It's not all, of, all, all, of, all, of, all of all of his movies are good. They're all good. That's like that's the fun part, Max. That's like that's what would be fun about it is like trying to argue down some yeah. of these films to put them in a bottom five. Yeah, I think we should for sure do that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. But um, yeah. I think we get yeah. I'll 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 figure out a list. Do you do you do you, I. I, I just kind of want to maybe assign the the films maybe just like I don't want to do it to like punish anybody I just want to like yeah 
I, I just, I, I just yeah. don't want any kind of like deliberation process with that. Like that's just, that's just too much time, you know. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. Can, Max, can you, can we keep it to kind of like narratives, like, uh, fic, like, like that's what I said. I said fic- like, yeah, fictional, yeah, okay. fictional films. Come um, on, dude, although, the last although, waltz. yeah, I, I, I knew, I knew Keys was gonna say this, and so Keys, I'm gonna watch the last waltz, and if you want, if you want to talk about the last waltz, let's, we'll talk about it. We'll riff on it. Yeah. yeah. We'll 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 a, we'll do some. That's a good time. Yeah, I want I want to watch that and I want to watch the the Bob Dylan documentary because I, I I was reading a review of that the other day that said it was sick. So, um, yeah. So Max, I'm interested because I think I think before you assign films though, where deliberation might be valuable is if you come down with the total list of them, um, what number in which you'll divide those films into like one person gets like three films versus one person gets seven films might be like oh, a better thing to kind I'm of not, talk about. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be going for that kind of split like that. I would try to keep, keep it to the lowest number possible for everybody. Like, um, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, what do you so mean I, lowest number possible? Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give somebody like three and then somebody else seven like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I, I I'm, I'm going to like break oh. it up into like, into like, like maybe break all of us up into like four groups maybe. Yeah. And no, and, that's, that's what I mean. That's what okay. I'm saying is I think is where I was saying is like, we should like think about like what that group should be. I don't care what the movies are within those groups, but like. It's okay. five groups of six or four groups of, you know, nine or, you know, I want well, to be in your group, Max. What's that? I want to be in your group. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. like, I want to be partners. <laughs> Everybody. Should, <laughs> should each, Dibs. should each podcast Dibs. host have its own group? What? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. We're all going to be talking about the same movie. It does not yeah. matter. Just, just these gonna... are just the movies we watch. We'll all have chances to talk about. All the yeah, movies. yeah. It's I not. Mean, it's honestly, not like we'll only. Probably... It's not like. It's not like only the group that has a movie is going to talk. Be able to talk about that movie. Yeah. Like Max, just make me watch Kundun. And... Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'll. I'm ready to talk about Kundun, dude. Uh, but. We're gonna talk about in color money. Yeah, I mean, so maybe maybe we can put our previous plans about that on hold. I don't know, maybe. So oh, so we're yeah. not double dip. Yeah, put it on. We're hold. not double dipping. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to talk about the color of money because that's a uh, that's a good one. That's a banger, bro. Yeah. Uh, just I I'm just thinking about that scene. I just want to hang out in a pool hall for with like with yeah with Paul Newman and Tom Cruise and. Mary Mary yeah. Elizabeth Mastriano, uh, dude. Like I think about that scene where he's dancing to Werewolves of London like every day now, and he's like he's like yep. twirling the pool cue around. And he's just and he's showing walking off around the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, so just a, a legend. Tom Cruise, greatest actor alive. That's just how I think it is. That, I think that that ending match between him and Paul Newman is like one of the best like sports matches like captured like on screen like incredible across all sports like yeah. just amazing um max i would love to see this i would love to see this um last temptation of christ i don't know if you know anything about that i think I'm uh, interested in, yeah i think uh, i've heard that. of that one you yes. haven't seen you haven't seen that keys have you seen I that i have not seen that that's a good time 
That's a good time. Um, it has this. It has this William Defoe in it as well. Yes, yes, Mister William. It's also got a um, Gerard Dean Stanton in it. Stanton, yes, yes, Stanton, Stanton yeah, the great uh, Stanton. Also, a uh, David Bowie. Um, and Harvey Keitel, and Harvey Keitel. Yeah, it's got Harvey <laughs> Keitel. Are we are we ever gonna get someone like Harry Dean Stanton? Yeah. Nope, nope, no. Really, that's him. Go, yeah, really. yeah. Yep, absolutely the best. Goat. Thinking about Har- uh, Harry Dean Stanton uh, tonight, watching "To Live and Die in L.A." Harry Dean Stanton and Dean Stockwell in Paris, Texas. Movie. Love you, Good Harry time. Dean. Love you, buddy. We love you, Harry Dean Stanton. Um, we love you. But anyway, yeah, I I wanted to just. I, I'm glad you guys are down for that. I'm. I yeah. think that would be a good time. Uh, that sounds fun. Yeah, probably be a whole day. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Just trying to figure out the best five and the worst five. There should best be. We'll, five, we'll have to. Five. We'll have to deliberate on some rules and stuff. Like if it makes the best five, it can't be in the worst five. Type of whatever thing or something. Huh. Okay. Which would go first? Let's do like power rank. What what if I mean what what if what if it, it something does end up on both lists though both lists <laughs> like Goodfellas we'll is like, simultaneously his best and worst everyone movie. will just rank the Scorsese movies like best to worst and then you just add up like the, you get like points for being the best and you get like zero points for being the worst create a Scorsese scoring system. For- I know I That's... said I wasn't going to do it to, like for punitive reasons, like assigned films, but now I'm thinking about making sure that Kyle and Brady have to watch Silence again, and I I, I think I should do that. That's probably something <laughs> that should happen. Um, I like that movie. That's a great, great movie. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't like it. I don't think... Yeah, dude. No, we liked it. It's just, it's just good. Saul, Saul, and Celebrity and I, we we had a, a religious experience watching that movie. That was great, dude. We were we were destroyed. Yeah, I was just alone watching it theater. Fuck. Just, no one to talk about it with after because it was early release in Seattle, and I was just dude. Like, that's crazy. Oh, this man. is a lot to this is a lot to talk. This is a lot to think about right now with nobody else. But me. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I uh yeah Score I can C's, probably man. if we if we come down that we want that scoring system and stuff I can kind of figure out um a way to weight that I can kind of look I up don't know some if, scoring systems I don't know if we'll need anything more than like ranking the top five and the bottom five I think I kind of like it where we just yell at each other and then we decide and vote type of thing Yeah Yeah, yeah. A, a yelling system is definitely I think the most and it's going to be easier on Cody system. It'll be easier on Cody than we'll just... post that's true. We'll just, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just yell at each other. More fun. And then Kyle will try to create a scoring system the day of. <laughs> try to During the podcast, too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't no, know this Kyle's is the way we should do it. Kyle's going to be a, a wild card, man. We should have, there should be a referee in the room that can give Kyle, like, yellow cards and red cards from, like, <laughs> soccer. Like if he's out of line, like he has to uh, go I mean, into like I mean, the penalty it, box. <laughs> maybe we just make sure Kyle's not drinking uh, for this. I don't know. 
I'll tell you though, if I'm in town though, Kyle and I will be, probably on, will we'll be, be. on something. <laughs> Kyle and I will be on something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that's 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 fair. You know, it's the holidays. Yeah. You, know, you got to do what you got to do. Got to do uh, what you got to do. Okay. But hell yeah, right. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Uh this is going to be a a, a piss take event right here. Yeah. It's going to be live yeah. too at the Elsinore. Um, in Salem, Oregon, as well. <laughs> yeah, um, we should we should try to just make this. Like, we should try to just like take this to an open mic. <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna talk I about you... every Martin Scorsese film. <laughs> uh, okay, that's actually really a pretty well. good idea. Like, we should like yeah. see if we could like do like live film commentary at the at, like a Taproot open mic. That'd be funny. <laughs> do a live film podcast. Um, <sighs> alright. Alright, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. Cool. Alright, fellas. Alright. Bye bye. Bye. This show is hosted by Maxwell Robbery and Benjamin Kaiser, produced by Cody Garcia, with music thanks to Joseph McDade.